Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Three Pod. I'm Alexis, joined with Mikey and Nate. And today we're going to get into our conference semifinal matchups. Um, along with our awards, we have Coach of the Year and MVP. And the most, I feel like, talked about free agent um, the season, Zach Levine, is he up or should he be um, given the max contract? So we're going to get into all that with you guys today. Um, we're going to start off on the West the Western um, semi-conference games, matchups, we have Phoenix versus Dallas. They played their game four on May 8th. Their series is tied two to two um, with, who won that last game? Dallas. That was Dallas tying it up. So how did you guys feel about that last game looking at it? Yeah, I thought Dallas had a good game plan. Um, and obviously with Chris Paul being in foul trouble, I think that's I think that's the recipe, I, I, the blueprint to beat the Suns team. And um, if you can lock up Chris Paul and just limit him distributing the ball and really impacting on on the offensive end, I, I think you can beat these Phoenix Suns because Aiton, to me, hasn't really stepped up at all like a number three as he should or or be a number two to Booker, you know. But um, I, I think they kind of saw what the Pelicans did. You, you pester Paul on the ball and you just kind of make him try and make make everybody else beat you and, and kind of limit him. And, you know, they, they were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The fans need to leave Chris Paul mom alone too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with Mikey on that. I feel like one of the things for Dallas though, like when I watch them is I feel like everybody know that Luca is a dog, right? Mm-hmm. But you've seen when Luca didn't play, how the ball moved and how certain players play better. I sit here and I watch him sometimes and I'm like, like some possessions he'll sit here and he'll dribble like 16 seconds off the shot clock, you know, and it's, and everything is really dependent on him. I feel like if Dallas really does want to make a deep run, like we know Luka can do what Luka does, but we got to get everybody else in rhythm at the same time so they could, you know what I'm saying, play well. Yeah, absolutely. How do you guys feel about I know uh, Paul had a couple of turnovers during the game. How do you guys feel like that? Um, well, obviously it didn't, you know, impact them in a positive way, but just his play as far as uh, Paul's turnover, what do you think that is contributing to? I just think the way they're playing him. I mean, he wasn't too bad the last game just because he had limited minutes. He only played 23 minutes, which is crazy to me. Uh, but I mean, that's what happens when you're in foul trouble. But yeah, I mean, this series, it's, it's been rough on him. He, he, what, averaged over 10 assists in the regular season, I think maybe just over 11. And in the playoffs, or in, in this series at least, I think he's averaging like five and a half. So we, I, I know the home teams have won both games here, but um, I just think if they can keep Paul – just how they're doing, uh, it's going to be tough for this Phoenix team to win. Because, I mean, even Booker going off, they still lost. Booker had 35 points and was very efficient. Uh, but that's the thing. I, I feel like Chris Paul is the thing that makes this, you know, engine work. Mm. Yeah, yeah be- he does, though. It's, it's, it's kind of like been like that his whole career, though. If he plays well, they play well. If he gets hurt, they fall apart. Mm-hmm. If he plays bad, they fall apart. Dallas' the best chances limiting him because you're not going to stop Devin Booker completely. You can't stop everybody. You know what I'm saying? Focus up on one player, and that one player is the person that controls the whole offense, Chris Paul. So 
they keep doing what they're doing, I think they got a good chance to win the series. Yeah, definitely. Their uh, game five matchup is tonight in Phoenix. Who do you guys think is going to come out on top for this game tonight? Give me Dallas. Damn. I thought you were going to take <laughs> Phoenix because I, I was, was thinking waiting. Dallas too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Dallas too. I just, what they've been able to do, they kind of got the momentum on their side after winning the two straight at home. But again, the series doesn't start until the home team loses. Um, but I, I just think it, the way they have been attacking the Suns, I think they can get it done. And Aiton, again, like I, I need to – if Aiton can go out there and, and get 20 points and 12 rebounds, I think Phoenix wins the game. But he just – I don't know if it's just the eye test or what, but he just seems like a soft big man to me and um, should be dominating, especially in this series when he has the best matchup, I feel. Um, but <laughs> – yeah, I just – I need to see more from Aiton. Uh, you know, it can't just be Book and Paul all this, you know, all the time. Paul's not going to be around much longer, and Aiton needs to kind of step up in that, you know, second second man role. Yeah, <laughs> soft is definitely the word, I feel like. I'm, I, I see here, I look at Dallas' roster, and I'm thinking, like, it's not no, like, notable big dude on there. You know, like, it's not nobody that – that is really that could really lock you completely up. So why are you averaging? What is he averaging? Let's see, 16, 16 and only eight rebounds. Like, come on, no, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's going to be a um, interesting game to see tonight. Moving on to our other Western um, matchup, we have the Warriors and the Grizzlies. I feel like this has been an interesting series. Um, a lot of controversial. Uh, flagrants that we've seen in their past two games. Um, their game four was on May 9th, and the Warriors are leading that series three to one. What is or what are the Warriors doing now that the Grizzlies are kind of struggling with? Granted, they have Morant sitting out uh, due to his injury, but what will the Grizzlies need to do in order to keep from the Warriors taking this? I don't think as much they can do, but I will say the good thing with them is they've played, what, 25 games this season without John Morant and went, like, yeah. 25. So it's not like – it's not like it's just brand new to them. It's not like – like, they played literally, like, a third of the season without him, and they won a lot without him. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like any other team, if they lose a star player, it'd be over. I, I mean, I honestly do think it's pretty much over, but I feel like if anybody's going to be down 3-1, missing a star player, this is probably the best team – to be able to come back because they have the experience and everybody who. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Morant isn't, you know, a top defender in the league. And so when he's out, you can tell, like, the defense moves a little bit more fluidly for the Grizzlies. And they get they gave a good fight. I mean, they had the lead deep in that game yesterday and had a chance to win it without Morant against this Warriors team. But I just the, – the defense – with the Warriors and just the, the veteran and, and the experience that they have, I think it's just too much for this young team. You know, the Grizzlies were chucking up some bad shots uh, at the end of that game. And, you know, it, it's kind of a dumb game plan, you know, too, when they ended up trailing in the fourth quarter under like a minute left. And then you're following, you know, you're getting a quick layup, but you're following Steph Curry, who's, you know, arguably one of the best free throw shooters in the league. So really you're just trading baskets at that point. So, yeah, I, I think they needed to try and, 
and get the ball out of his hands for the free throws. But um, and, and the the other thing is the, the Warriors are doing this without Clay being mm-hmm. like actual Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole kind of you know coming back down to reality a little bit. Um, but I mean he he's he, he's still playing pretty well. But yeah, that, last night he he wasn't doing so hot. And I think the Warriors also started that game 0 for 15 behind the three point line. So. And that game could have lot, looked a lot different, but that's the thing. These Warriors can go on a 10-0, 15-0 run in like the snap of the finger, and that's just what's been happening. And, and Draymond said it, you know, he was on TNT, and before the series started, he was like, you know, not, we took one thing we looked at the Grizzlies, like they went on these big runs, but they also gave up 20-0 runs as well. And he's like, we don't do that. We don't give up a 20, you know, if we got a 20 point lead, we're not giving a 20 point lead up. So uh, I just, I think you just see that with the experience with them, they just know how to play together and you know, they know they, the chemistry, you know, it's, it's just, it's just there. Yeah. And like two things I got about this series too, is like one Clay Thompson, right? He's taking 18 shots a game, second on the team, with 18 shots a game. Clay has to understand though, that he's not like that. He's not the second option no more right now, at least not right now. Hopefully he gets more games and he's able to return to what he was doing. But you shoot nine threes a game, you shoot 25%. Like, that's not helping the team. Shooting 34.7% from the field on 18 shots, 19 shots really, almost 19, does not help you at all. Like, what you got you to gotta realize when stuff is going and when stuff isn't going. Like, right now, Jordan Poole is probably that second option. Andrew Wiggins can still score a little bit, like, don't don't force as much. And then on the other side, when I look at John Morant and we were talking about he's doubtful for the rest of the playoffs now, right? Mm-hmm. When I look at him play, like, if you remember, like, Derrick Rose back in his prime, right, how he moved his body and it was all real reckless in the landing. Was, he'd land on one leg and it would be kind of awkward landing and stuff like that. And then all them injuries caught up to him. The one thing that I see when I watch John Morant is if he, if he doesn't understand – or learn how to control himself more, he's going to be in the same boat as Derrick Rose because you're not lasting 82 games, you know what I'm saying, a season, multiple seasons in the league doing what he's doing. And you can see it this year. He's missed 25 games. He's missed playoff games. You're not going to, you're not going to have longevity at all playing the way he does. So, I, you know, when the offseason does come, I know he's still in playoffs, but when the offseason does come, like I want to see him kind of get his shot better and, and learn how to balance his body learn how to land on two feet like that because I don't want to see him go out like one of the players like that could be like a would have, should have, could have player. You know, he could have did it, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hate that. So I, I just hope, I hope he learns how to control everything a little bit better because it's really kind of reckless right now. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because he definitely plays with that extra momentum. Um, if we see John making a return this um, for the series, do you guys feel like his game is going to be different? I mean, I just – I think the series is going to be over after the next game. So, I mean, I, I don't even think we're going to see Ja. Yeah. Um, uh, even if it, game six, I don't even – I think he's probably going to miss this series. And I, I just – I don't see it. But I, he definitely has the flashes of Rose and especially the explosiveness. And mm-hmm. you, you see it already. Like, he's got a bone bruise in his knee from banging knees. I know it's not from him jumping and all that, but it's just 
so much wear and tear on, on his knees already that that's, that's what worries me too, Nate. And mm. I, I hope that doesn't happen because he's, he's one of those, I think he, he's going to take on a villain role in, in the NBA, just with the way he's caught, you know, the way he's cocky and always going to everybody on, uh, at Twitter. And yeah, even after what was that game two, he looked back at Steph and was like, we're going to have some fun or this is going to be fun or whatever. So yeah. like, I, I, I love his energy and, the NBA needs that. It can't be all just all nice guys, you know, and Giannis, it's funny. We'll talk about that series too, but Giannis is starting to do a little more showboating now in this series, which I've, I've like was surprised to see the last couple of games with the shimmies and all that. But um, yeah, I, I, so hopefully Morant stays healthy because he will tear this league up for years to come. And I mean, he's, he's getting better every year, which is nice. Yeah. I hope he takes on the bag. I wrote like, yeah, Nobody wants – I feel like oh, the whole league is just so friendly now, and it's not like – like, they just want to be friends with each other. Come train in the offseason and yada, yada, yada. Like, bro, don't nobody want that. Like, yeah. go at each other. Y'all could be friends, but when I step on that court, like, that's a whole different thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every great story has a protagonist and an antagonist. You know what I'm saying? It got to be two sides to it. Can't everybody be a good guy? So, um, I hope he does take on that role, though. Yeah, it'll be fun. That would be fun. All right, moving over to our Eastern um, Conference semifinals. We are going to go ahead and get right into, speaking of Giannis, um, the Bucks versus Celtics. They are, their series is tied two to two. Um, I guess let's just get right into it. You were saying, um, Mikey, you feel like Giannis is getting more comfortable feeling himself a little bit more in this series. Um what do you feel like the Bucks are looking to do now? Because they really have kept this game, like, tip for tap. Yeah, I mean, this series is my favorite series by far. And, I, I you know, I think when we talked before the series even started, I, like, this is this should have been the conference finals, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's going to go back and forth. I, maybe not as much, I, like, back and forth as far as in-game. But I think Celtics have the edge here. Like, they could have easily won – game what was that three if it weren't for a dumb call I mean Marcus Smart was mm-hmm. in the air when, when they called that foul and it, it wasn't a shooting foul but it should have been um I, 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 the Celtics and, and both wins have won pretty bit like you know at the end of the first quarter like getting a good lead and really kind of putting it away so I really like the Celtics in this but yeah it's funny like yeah honest yesterday you know on that dunk on Al Horford and he mm-hmm. stares him down, gets that technical for taunting. But then later on, he's over there, you know, at a timeout, he was, like, doing the, the shimmy again yeah. after a play. So I'm like, damn, Giannis is starting to get a little more, you know, animated. But it, he's got he's to pick his spots correctly because <laughs> Al Horford gave it to him on the other end. Sure and, and I was waiting for that, too, because I saw Al Horford, you know, when the, I saw that live. He's just like, all right all right, you want to keep talking? All right. Yeah. Just remember that. And then, yeah. so after that dunk, I was just like, I, I got out of my seat after that. Cause he was hype. <laughs> yeah. And as um, I look at like both the teams and I'm like, like neither one is playing their best basketball. And neither one of the star players is playing their best basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's crazy thinking about it. Cause Giannis, right. And I'm not like just a stat dude, but like looking at averages, Giannis is averaging 32, 13 to eight on the series. But his field goal percentage isn't what it usually is. He's shooting 44 from the field. But right. then Jason Tatum, on the other hand, he's averaging 23 with 38 from the field. And any night, 
either one of these two could go off. They could give you four efficient yeah. 42. And it's just kind of like serious tied to two. It's like, who's going to step up now? Because these are the big games. These are, are the ones that really matter now. And then I'm looking at it too. I'm like, if Chris Middleton was there, though. I don't know. You think so? I, I just – both of these teams are easily, I think, the best defensive teams in the league when healthy. Like, even the Bucks, you see it. Like, the, the Celtics are struggling. But I just think they have players that match up well. Like, you got Smart and, and Holiday, who are both great point guard defenders. You know, you got Tatum, yeah. who's long and lengthy. You got Brown. And then, you know, Rob Williams, you know, Time Lord, if, he, if he's healthy, he helps so much down low against Giannis. And, and that's the thing. Giannis, in his postseason career before this series – the last two postseasons was sh- it was shooting at fifty seven percent in the last two postseasons combined fifty seven percent and Boston is doing what they did to KD and Kyrie and and are holding him way below his average which is which is crazy like that's why I think this Celtics seems legit yeah Giannis is getting his points but he he's shooting a lot and he's also getting to the free throw line a lot but he, he's fifty five percent at the free throw line too so yeah. it's just. I think the Celtics, they're fine. You just, you know, Giannis is going to end up getting to the rim at some point, but he's been shooting a lot of jump shots, and that's exactly what the Celtics want. And these other guys are stepping up. Like, you don't see that with the Bucs. It's Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. You know, you can't rely on him every night. You can't rely on Grayson Allen every night, Connaughton. Like, so in your point where Middleton, yeah, they're missing him there because you could at least count on Middleton. Uh, but it, it's tough. It's tough to keep up with, with the Celtics. They got, they got more firepower. I feel like on their side. Yeah, it's exciting though. I, this is yeah. my favorite series too. Like mm-hmm. close. Yeah, they have their game five will be tomorrow. Back in well. Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in Boston. So that's gonna be interesting to see. All right, um, on to sorry our other. Um, conference semi-conference final I feel like I don't know why Miami hasn't been getting this much talk being number one seed but uh, Miami versus Philly their series is tied two to two as well they had their game four um, with Miami um, winning 116 to 108 how do we feel like that series is going to play itself out that's tough it's tough because like it just is like all right. So Joel and B, if he's playing well, he's like healthy. He's not obviously not healthy. He has a messed up thumb. Dude broke his face. You know what I'm saying? So like, it is. It's interesting because I think if both teams were completely healthy, I think that the 76ers beat them like four one. Mm. But they're not. And then I don't like James Harden. I just don't like him. I don't know. Too big of a like <laughs> uncertain. It's like flip a coin if you know you're gonna get this yeah. hard or that hard, and you know yeah. who should be their number two option then for the Sixers because he's Maxie. not as Maxi. But I Maxi needs more time. He needs like, more experience. He, he needs, to play out for sure. Yeah, they need a two right now, and I mean he is playing well, but at the same time, like he's a young dude. Don't really got much experience, especially when you're starting to get deep into these postseason runs. Stuff changes. You could teams really lock in and focus on certain players and what they do and all that. So I don't know. This, this is another toss-up series. Healthy, I think 76ers would beat them easy, but I think this could easily go seven games. 
I don't really like Jimmy Butler either, honestly. I just a lot of people I really just don't care for in the series. CJ and then Duncan too. Yeah, Duncan Robinson yeah. hasn't even been playing. Yeah, they can't hit no threes, and then Eric Spoelstra don't want to put Duncan Robinson in. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, I don't but know. I, I you don't like Jim. I love Jimmy Butler, and it, it sucks that I want to see him get to the finals again and win one, but. I don't know what it is about the Heat. I just – I don't like the Miami Heat for some reason. <laughs> like, I didn't like him when LeBron was there, and then when he left, you know, I, I became a little LeBron fan, but I just – I can't for some, for some reason root for the Heat. So, I'll, I'm all Sixers in this one. Uh, I want Embiid to get to the conference finals. That'll be interesting. If, if they get there against the Celtics or the Bucks. It, that'll be an interesting series. But, I don't know. I just think whoever's winning that other series is going to win the yeah. finals or yeah, win, go just... to the finals. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that about both the number one seeds though. Like I don't like the Heat. I don't believe in the Heat. I, I don't really want to say I don't like the Suns, but I definitely don't believe in the Suns. Yeah, no. So it's just kind of like we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys feel like there's anything for the Sixers? I guess is not only say is it going to fall on Harden, but if they were to not make it, where do you feel like their weak point was or their their struggle? Well, I mean, if Harden could play like he did the last game, then you can't really put the blame on him. You, you kind of have to look somewhere else. I would probably go, man, I don't know, Tobias Harris. Like, I yeah. guess he is who he is now. But, I mean, you, you've been getting good performances out of Maxie. Um, so, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the other pieces around around these guys that you, you need to kind of look at because, yeah, their bench is super weak, super yeah. weak. So maybe you just need a deeper bench. And, and, you know, the guys that you have starting are, you know, obviously your cornerstone pieces. But, yeah, because, I mean, what's his name? Gordy Yang, Niang, uh-huh. Gordy Niang. Yep. Like, yeah. He, you know, he's a three-point shooter, but defensively he can't stick anybody. Um, Dybul, who's great defensively, can't shoot. Uh, <laughs> But at least at, at least Doc figured out that you can't play DeAndre Jordan at all in this playoffs. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's crazy. His on on floor plus minus is real bad. And he, he just he needs to be on the bench. That's crazy. Minus fifteen and a half. Yeah. That's yeah. by far the worst in the series. Yeah, like three times worse than anybody else. But if, if the Sixers get out of this series with the roster that the Heat have, I think the Heat got to blow it up. Like, I don't know what else you could do. I mean, you got Jimmy Butler, who's an all-NBA guy. You got Bam, who's yeah. an all-NBA guy. You got six-man Tyler Hero. Hero. Um, like, your bench is are, has solid pieces. Like your bench should be working, the bench uh, of the Sixers. You know when when you get those minutes, but just not happening. Jimmy's doing it all by himself, and Basically. that's what you expect from Jimmy. Is you know he's gonna ball come playoff time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, their game five is going to be tonight in Miami, so that's going to be an interesting game to see um, who will advance in that series making it third two. All right, moving on to our very own Zach Levine. He will be 
entering free agency this summer, this off season. Um, a lot of talk. A lot of people are saying he's most likely going to resign with the Bulls. A lot of people are. He himself said also he's going to explore uh, free agency. Where do you guys feel like he's going to fall? And if he does fall back with the Bulls, does he deserve that max contract? Look at Nate. He's already ready. <laughs> yeah, because, like, okay, the, just all right, the max contract, right? It's so tricky because I feel like the max contract is, like, should be reserved for dudes that carry franchises, the Giannis, the LeBrons, the, I don't even really want to say KD, Steph Curry's, like, people like that, right? And those are, like, highest of the highest superstar-level players, like Jokic's and Joel Embiid's. But then you have those players that are, like, right below that, where you got, like, the Jimmy Butlers and I, I want to say, like, the Zach Levines and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or, like, back when, uh, when DeMar DeRozan's on, like, Toronto, right, where he's still younger and you could be like, all right, maybe he deserves it. But I don't think those are guys that for a max contract can, like, carry you like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, it's hard for me because it takes money away from other areas. But at the same time, Zach is a great player, and I love Zach. But the max contract is tricky for me because I don't feel like he's there yet. He's not with those guys. No, and I, I'm with you on that. I. The max guy to me is a guy who you're building your franchise around and single-handedly can help you get to the playoffs. And, you know, you, you see that in Philly with Embiid. He can, I mean, you know, put whoever around him, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. Giannis, uh, you know, uh, who I was just thinking, who, or Luca, like Luca, yeah. look at the pieces he has around him. You know, his number two isn't as good as the Bulls number two. And you don't, you know, Levine isn't kind of leading you there. And Levine was the third best guy in the playoffs for us, you know, in the, in the games that he played. Vooch came to ball, like, which was a surprise to me because of how he finished the season. And then obviously DeMar, um, who had a phenomenal season, was an MVP talk. So I, I, do I give Levine the max? I wouldn't, but I don't see other, any other options for the Bulls because you don't want to lose a guy like that either, though. Like, yeah, he may yeah. not be deserving of the max, but he is good enough to be a piece on your championship team. Yeah, and like that's what I'm saying. But like, and like sometimes I'm looking at like other guys that got max contracts, right? Where you look at like Chandler Parsons, which at the time I want to say was a max contract at 94 million. Like mm-hmm. then you, you the years down the road you look at it it's like oh that was stupid or like John Wall. I know he got injured, but I don't. I never thought John Wall was a max contract player, right. you know? And you got um, – I got a couple people up right now that got maxes that are just kind of like, why? Like Nicholas Batum, five years, $120 million. Yeah. Like, why? You know? And I know it's hard now. I know – I think Zachary, but he's better than Nicholas Batum and Chandler Parsons and stuff like that. But you can't, like – you can't predict it. But I just feel like he's not at that top level. And I – I just don't think I could give it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And this contract would be for, um, it's saying $212 million over five years. It's a lot of money. That's a lot it's of a money. A lot of money for books. a 27-year-old. <laughs> right. But that's another thing, yeah. too, is he, he gets to the rim a lot. And how much damage is, like, you know, how much punishment is his body going to take? And is are we going to start seeing Zach get injured a lot more? And 
he, he, you know, he hasn't played, I don't think, more than 70 games in a season ever in his career. I think 67 is the most, and that was this this past season. So yeah. it, it's, you know, it, it's tough. Like, you got to also worry about that because he doesn't seem like a durable player to me. He's already had a 20. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or no, so, guys... I'm sorry. He played 82 games his second year in the league, but he did, he only started 33. Oh, do you guys feel like the Bulls are looking at this like from an organizational standpoint as far as revenue? Zach Levine brings in people into the UC, um, money for the Bulls, opposed to looking at it like because you still have DeRozan, and if Zach were to leave, who would you bring in? I don't know who you would bring in, but like from a revenue standpoint, like Chicago is one of the biggest cities in the United States. Bulls basketball is since Michael Jordan's been there has been like you know what I'm saying like people love Bulls basketball. It's not like you're like a, a Charlotte, like when he's yeah. like a Utah, like, you know what I'm saying like a small small market team. Like mm. you're gonna get money. People are gonna buy tickets regardless, and it's not like exactly leaves you're, you're terrible. I think exactly leaves you probably still make playoffs. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but probably. And I feel like if if there is free agents that are going to be there this year that would be interested in joining the Chicago Bulls that fit, then, I mean, offer him a contract, maybe not the max, see if he wants to go stay or if he wants to go chase the max, you know, and then see what happens. Just one thing I know is, like, I feel like I never see guys win when – they're not those top level guys and they get those max contracts. They get they stuck get stuck being good players on teams with no depth. They're good players and teams with just, you know what I'm saying, no good role players and no second superstar and stuff like that. And this is across all sports too, not even just the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. If Zach explores his options, where do you guys where would you possibly see him exploring? Oh, just before, I saw just before we uh got on that Portland was trying was gonna would make a push for him in the offseason. Mm. I don't think that would be too bad. Him and Dame. Uh, I don't know. Like, how would that work? Like it is kind of like two ball dominant people, like people are, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I don't think I don't think neither one of them are really like selfish though, you know. So right. I'm sure they can figure it out. But at the same time, like, mm, I wouldn't leave Chicago for Portland, personally, no. team-wise or city-wise. Yeah. Do you guys feel like with... he's going to end up staying? That's yeah. right. I'm, I'm leaning, yeah. 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 Well, we will see. When is his – um? When is the deadline for that for him? I'm not I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, sometime after the season, I think. Yeah. Right. We'll see. We got uh go over to these MV these awards, this MVP and coach of the year. I see a lot of hate on Twitter about this MVP stuff, man. <laughs> What are they saying regarding MVP? 
they just they don't mess with Jokic like Joel and B should have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm not trying to hear that. Jokic no. had one of the best seasons of all time, like on some advanced analytics stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the best seasons, literally the highest peak. Yeah, and I, I hate being a stat dude. Like I hate that, but at the same time, look at the stats. Like yeah, look at the team's it. record without his two best superstars. For real. Like it's Thank crazy you. what he's done, and it's crazy how he does it. It's so like awkward. It's not he doesn't overpower people. He's not being way quicker than people. He's just finessing. He just sitting there in the pose, give a little post to like shoot a three past the ball. Like the stuff he does is crazy. And how he does it is crazy is what I mean. But even yeah, like his averages, everything like that is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm but, with you on that. Like I any three of them, whoever would have won, I mean, there's no argument for me. I, I think all three were deserving. But yeah, Jokic, I mean, he just I think even his plus minus numbers were bonkers. Like it, mm. it's just nuts. Like what he means to that team, and yeah, I mean, he without Murray and without Michael Porter, like, and, and they still got a six seed. Didn't even have to do the play in. Uh, granted, they got gentlemen's uh, or no, yeah, gentlemen swept yeah. at the playoffs. Um, he's still like you. You could just tell like this dude is one of the best players in the NBA. And, um, yeah, I, I don't see why people hate on him. Maybe just because he uh, he's disappears off the map yeah. and isn't really, like, in, in the media and stuff like that. But Yeah, to himself. Like, too. What are people saying, though, as far as, like, Embiid? What is their argument? <laughs> I, I feel like it's not even an argument. I think it's just, like, they're mad their favorite dude didn't win it. I just, honestly, I see it. Because yeah. how, how, what, what are you going to argue? Rebounds, yeah. averages more of those. Assist, he averages more of those. Drum beat barely averages more points, and he's way less efficient. Like, what What are you really going to say? Like, Jokic plays defense. Like, it's not like – I just don't get it, honestly. Just a big old dude that's not in, in – in, in, you know what I'm saying, on social media like that. He mm-hmm. minds his business. He plays yeah. – like, you know what I'm saying, where you got, like, Joel Embiid or Giannis where – they're gonna be in your face. Joel and is gonna talk his stuff. Like they're gonna yeah. make you, they're gonna make you know Jokic might yell at the rest a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But he's not he's not just like out there, you know. As vocal. Mm-hmm. Definitely previous yeah. MVP award winners were more vocal with I deserve to be MVP. Yeah. At least letting everybody know, like, bro, I'm I can mess you up easily. Like they're gonna talk to him. He's just chilling, but his, the stuff he did this season is is crazy. And if it was anybody else that did that, you know what I'm saying, like, they're going to be like, all right, that's MVP for sure. Yeah, no brainer. If you, if you, if you switch Joel Embiid and, and Jokic's stats and records and all that, like, all right, that's the MVP. Like, I and it's know. not like their record was that far off from each other. I mean, Philly had three more wins than, than, the, than the Nuggets. And the fact that he's a center and he's eighth, in the league and assists per game, um, it, it's it's just nuts. I mean, he's top ten in all the major stats. Uh, it's, yeah, he, he just he's more of a team guy too. Like he yeah. he tries to find his guys open, um, and that's just how he takes over games. He, you know, it's just, he's one of the smartest players in basketball. So I don't, yeah, I don't understand the hate on it too. Yeah, and he recorded the highest PR of all time this season. How anybody has yeah. ever played the game? Really think about that. All the Michael Jordans, LeBrons, what? I know PR is a weird, like, kind of stat, but it's a stat that puts everything together. So, it's like, you can't be mad at that. 
Yeah, he definitely deserved that. Congrats to him, for sure. All right. And then on to our other award, we have Coach of the Year with Monty Williams winning that um, head coach for the Phoenix Suns. How do you guys feel about that selection? I'm not mad at it, but I'm looking more at like, uh, what is Memphis's coach name again? I'm blank right now. It's going to bother me. I'll just look it up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think he could have easily won. They lost like 26 games. Like, where were they at last year? Taylor Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could easily see him winning it. See, I think Udoko, Udoka could have won it too. But, yeah, I mean, they had the best record in the league. The Suns, yeah. so you know, yeah, he's he definitely deserved, and they were dominant like all year. It, it, they were hard to beat, uh, even with the guys, you know, kind of missing time. But yeah, I, I, again, coach of the year to me, it, it could go to whoever. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, it's never like a bad option for that. Like, yeah, you could you could get. I feel like people get snubbed MVPs like. Steve Nash's two MVPs. I definitely could have been a Kobe in there, you know, like Shaq, yeah. some in there. You know what I'm saying? Coach of the year is kind of like whatever. They have good records or they were bad last year and good this year. You know what I'm saying? So, so congrats to him, though. Happy for him, whatever. But let's see what he does in this postseason. Let's yeah, get the awards. Let's, let's get the most prestigious award in there, that NBA championship, that, that real trophy, the one that means something. That chip. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else? I think that's all we got for today is go watch these games. Yes. Watch these games. And we will get back with you guys on Tuesday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.